Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. America, I'm Chloe Sevigny. It's recently come to my attention that I love Halloween. going this evening do you have a um, halloween party to go to i'm going to the mushroom tattoo with marissa tomei <gasps> oh my god i was like is that a gay bar and then i realized <laughs> um i once did a show in florida and a woman who was 500 years old came up to me after the show and she says you remind me of a young marissa tomei <laughs> and that's how she pronounced it so now that's how i say her name from here on out did and you was- ask specifically what Genre? What era, Marissa? Was it a different world, Marissa Tomei? This was some years ago, so I'm going to say my cousin Vinny. Oh. Yeah. But it wasn't like right after my cousin Vinny. So, and I don't know where she plucked that one from. It's not like Marissa Tomei has ever looked old to me. No, not at all. Even now, in that, the pictures I've seen in that play, I'm like, God damn, she holds up right fine. Mm-hmm. Um, did you say, so I brought it down. We had our very first piece of listener gifting, which I'm very excited about. Now, I'm not exactly sure who sent it to us, as it is anonymous, though I do have my inklings as to who it was. But we got a trial size bar of Jeannette soap. Well, it's Jeannette, but sure. Well, Jean will be happy to hear. Just so you know. That somebody bought that somewhere. And then my friend, when I posted a picture of it online, my friend said that her they would get that for her mother. Still to this day, every year, it is part of every Mother's Day gift, Christmas gift. What does it smell like? I never even smelled it. I was waiting for you to smell it. Couple things. When I saw you post this, I was like, that is huge. (laughs) No, it's a trial size. When you're handing me this, I'm like, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it was served to us in a ring box. <laughs> Two words. I do, Jean Nate. I do. Okay. Now gently slide it out. Go ahead. I'll just grab it by the. Yes, please. Tell tell the listeners what you're doing. Does it have Jean Nate sculpted on the top of it? I didn't even see. What does it smell like? What does it smell like? This smells like a convalescent home bathroom. <laughs> Can I? Let me let me take a whiff. I like that you're holding it like it's uranium. It is. Smell it. And you just you're instantly transported to some old woman on the bus in like the early 80s. You're not going to like what I have to say. If you're going to tell me that you like it, I need you to pack your things and go. It's very subtle. It's very slight. I may actually use this soap. Shut up. No, no. 
Or do I put it on display in the home when people come to visit? But my, you know, the worry with that is that somebody's going to use it and then suddenly then you you're going to look it down and the name's going to be gone. Well, I, I'm, I'm ready to plastic wrap the whole house. I can tell. I mean, we're on the verge of the holidays. I want to start to maintain. Yeah. Do you want to smell? No, I can smell it from here. No, it's a very subtle, creamy. I might like Jean Nate, goddammit. And don't you sit there and judge me. Don't you look at me with those stinky yeah. side eyes. Give me. Yeah, see, smell it again. Think light. No. 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 <laughs> no. no. It's like a musty sweater, like no. in an abandoned cabin. I don't. I oh, don't see, like it. when you say something like that, then suddenly my nose is very. My nose is very open to opinion. Like, well, that's why I'm very suggestible in a wine tasting. Like, I'm a very suggestible person. If I went to a wine tasting and I drank something and I'm like, this tastes like ass. And they were like, what about the blackberry notes? And it's a little bit oaky. I'm like, you know what? You're right. First of all, I would not use a vintage soap. Period. Dear listeners, my mm. birthday is on December 3rd. And if you want to send me a full-size Jean Nate liquid, maybe I shouldn't accept a liquid in a mail from a stranger. Let me tell you this. Yesterday, I woke up and I was walking my little girlfriend. And I'm like, come Jenny. on, girlfriend. Let's go. Jenny Nate? Yeah. And I open up my door and there's a gentleman in the hallway. And he's trying to get into his apartment. And he's like, like kind of speaking very loud to his roommate or whatever. Uh-uh. But our bedroom's towards the front door. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, all right, come on, girlfriend. Let's put your harness on. And he's now by the elevator and he's holding the door unbeknownst to me. And I was just going to take the stairs because I don't really want to engage with the crazy person. And then he's holding the door for Jenny and I. I'm like, fuck. Oh, God, now you have to. So I walk over. Social contract. And he's like looking at me all glassy-eyed and he's eating the the biggest bag of chips I've ever seen. (laughs) Why? It's like sour cream and onion or barbecue or something, but huge. But do you need that much fuel for a three ride, a three floor ride down? Right at six a.m. Oh wait, sour cream and onion. And I'm looking at him, and he's like trying to touch her. I'm like, mm, no, I'm okay. And he's like, late night walk. <laughs> and I'm like, um, early morning walk. Oh, oh right, right, right. I like your dog. I'm like, okay. All we're right, we're going. done here. <laughs> what time did he think it was? I think he was just getting in and I was just getting up. And nobody was letting him in the apartment? <clears throat> was that the storyline? Correct. Okay, so he was just out there with a bag of chips and a dream. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> hmm. In batteries not included. <laughs> I saw that in the theatre. As you should. And who are you today? I'm Olivia (gasps) Newton-John. Classic. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? I got five pieces of candy. I got a chocolate bar. I got a quarter. I got a rock. (gasps) Why does he sound like he just had like, like a pack of cigarettes? Because he did. He's Charlie Brown. He's a downer. He smoked Capri Slims. But like all the all those kids actually sound like they're at a, they could be at a bar. That's because they were. It was the seventies. Because they didn't have any parents. Oh, I love the Peanuts gang. I love that. That's one of my favorite specials: the Halloween special and the Christmas special. I yep. always have to watch them. Me too. You're the Great Pumpkin. Oh, the Great Pumpkin. Linus's voice. That actor. That child's particular voice. Because they change the voice every time. Do they? 
Yeah, because the kids age. So they're not all made at the same time. You literally just broke my brain. I'm sorry about it. I thought it was the same group the whole time. Oh, it was so good. Especially when he goes on his whole speech about the Great Pumpkin. Oh, I loved sitting with my family and watching that. And you saw the little like NBC peacock beforehand, the vintage peacock that would come up. Mm. And you had to watch that. And you get very excited because you knew that you were going to wear your little plastic costume, your princess costume that had the plastic mask. And basically, it was just a, a trash bag that somebody drew on. Mm. And you bought it. It came in a little box. And the whole time, you were so excited to wear it. And then you sweat so much. And then- you were going to faint, so you had to take your little plastic mask off and put it on top of your head. I don't remember that. You don't remember the little plastic, you know, things? I'm, they all came in a box. I don't remember buying them for myself. What was your best Halloween costume then? It was when Titanic came out, so I was <gasps> one of the victims of the Titanic. Oh, too soon? Too soon. I mean, it sunk a long time ago. I know. Someone actually said that to me, and I think I've already told you the story. No. My sister- Got me a t-shirt and said Titanic swim team. (laughs) And I was out at like Target or something and the movie had just come out and um, I was in line and I really wasn't thinking, I think it was, I I just had, I just had to get something before like an exam or something. And this girl looks at me and she's like, is that supposed to be funny? In Target? And I'm like, excuse excuse me, your shirt, is it supposed to be funny? I said, I guess so. Did you know someone on it? Oh, and what did she say to that? She just rolled her eyes. That sweet burn. Uh, Fun family story about candy corn. Uh Uh-huh. My mother is a sugar junkie, and um, she went over my cousin's house, and my cousin had a Halloween centerpiece laid out, and on the centerpiece were candy corns Uh that she was having some difficulty removing from the centerpiece, but just thought, oh, it's candy corns. And she kept eating it until my cousin came in the room and told her she was eating a candle. (laughs) Well, I think we have other issues than the centerpiece to discuss. I know. We've, We've got nutritional issues. We've got emotional issues. We've got, yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, apple not falling far from the tree, I once accidentally tried to eat a, a magnet that I thought was a cookie. We're not that sharp. Guess not. <laughs> Guess not. We are coming to you from the Baja Bar with a good theme this week, which is Halloween. Halloween. Halloween is upon us, and it is my favorite holiday, my favorite costume uh, when I was a kid, and I won an award for it, a major award I got a gift certificate to an ice cream place, which for a kid is major. And I think that was like 10 bucks, which was a lot of money in those days. And for an adult, it's a tragedy if you're lactose intolerant. Well, for those of us who don't have a delicate lower intestine, I was rocking it. But my mother took an old box that like a TV came in or something, Mm -hmm. and she cut out a hole in the top for my head and two holes for the arms, and she painted it white, and she put little black dots all over it. So I went as a dye. And I could tuck down into the box entirely, pull my arms in and my head in, and it would look like just a die, just there alone. There was no child in the die. And that was your best costume? Best costume as a kid. That costume sucks. Not at all. Completely. People look at your husband. It. Look at your life part. Look at the person that- Why, Are you saying that he looks boxy? No, he's 
Look at the no, snarl no, no. on his face. Best, not best costume ever. Best costume as a child. Still. Still, that's a Why? That costume. was a great thing. I was limited in my arm movements, but I loved my it. My best costume as a child? Yeah. Oh, he, are we throwing down? If okay. you tell me it's Barney Miller, I'm going to leave. <laughs> it's fish. It's Abe Pagoda. <laughs> it's going to be Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Uh, Telly Savalas and Kojak. No. no. You went as Telly Savalas and Kojak as a child. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my jewels. Uh, tweed jacket with lollipops. Instead of saying trick or treat. Who loves you, baby? Who loves you, baby? When you were born, were you 65 years old? Is it a Benjamin Button thing? What is the matter with you? You went as Telly Savalas. Fantastic. As a child. Yes. I love it. Oh, my I love God. It. I dressed as a Garbage Pail Kid. Now, see, that's a good one. Which Garbage Pail Kid? Uh, R- Richie Wretch, which is- They were always throwing up. That's- So I glued um, chunks of vomit. Ugh. Not my own vomit. I invented, painted some vomit. Oh, you didn't go to Spencer Gifts and get that pre-made? No, porf. I made it myself. And then I went on, I think, Etsy to buy the- the wig, the actual cabbage. Etsy existed kid. when you were a kid. No, this was a couple of years. Ago. Oh, okay, good. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I don't um, really, that I explains don't really, why you I can make your own. Don't vomit. don't really have um, any childhood costume memories or just childhood memories. Uh, my Jules and I once went as Popeye and olive oil, and I sewed that whole costume together, and I'm very proud of it. I think we're going to post these pictures on the Instagram Great. at Dear Pot Official. You can check them out. We need some good pictures of us and our finest Halloween do. Sure. And I posted this also, um, uh, our dear friend Chuck and a group of other people. We went as the Scooby-Doo gang. I saw that. It is really, to this day, one of my finest moments. Also because of my friend Raj, who has very lush facial hair, went as Velma, the hairiest Velma ever. And uh, it was pretty, pretty freaking amazing. Uh, one of the benefits now of of living in the suburbs and having to be that house that has candy ready is that, look, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to scare the kids. And last year I dressed up as the nun from The Conjuring and I did a very, very good job with my makeup. And I just stood on the front completely still and I just waited for the kids to come up. Mm. And um, I did make some scream and cry. And well, run away. Why don't you just dress up as the preacher and anytime they ring the doorbell, open up the door and just scream, you're all going to die. <gasps> I love me. that guy. Yeah. Uh, remember the year that Madonna dressed up like him? Yes, I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody posted a side-by-side picture of her and the preacher. Was it you yes. that started that? Yeah. <gasps> I am so proud of you because I stole it and put it on my own Instagram and I was like, oh my God. <gasps> She does look like him. Well, hello, little girl. Hello, welcome. Um, what is your favorite Halloween candy is the big thing. Because this is that time of year where you get to eat the things you would never eat during the rest of the year. But in those like pick-a-mixes, there's always like one bunk candy. It's very hard to find a good mix. Oh. When you get a bag of them, are you talking about the um like the Snickers mix? Yes. Oh. So like you'll get you'll get a mix that would be like Snickers, Milky Way, Rollo, Necco wafers. There's always one that falls off the edge. I oh, think- my favorite was the fruit based candies, the Starburst Nerds. When you got a box of nerds, it was like, ooh, that's I that's never really currency. Liked, I never really liked nerds. 
I like a chewy. Okay. Oh, Charleston chew. You like Charleston chew. Unless it was too hard. This I like is, chewy. You and I are going to disagree. Not difficult. <laughs> chewy, not impossible. <laughs> which is exactly how James describes me. Mm. York peppermint patty. Love it. Frozen. Yep. Better. Uh, I am a big fan of the Almond Joy. God, I'm getting starving talking about this. You're getting, getting starving? starving? <laughs> I am getting starving. I am leaning into my hunger. <laughs> All right. I don't like Almond Joy, nor do <gasps> I like its other friend. Mounds. Yeah. Is it because it's called Mounds? No, I just, I think the packaging and the coloring and also I don't really like coconut. You're a communist. Coconut's amazing. But until this very moment, I never realized that Mounds is an uncomfortable name for a candy. Mounds. No, they could have done better. They probably could. What guy at that factory was like, ah, no, call Mounds. It's Mounds. Mounds. But it's got delicious dark chocolate and coconut. Mounds. Is that what it is? Yes, that's all all you need. I'm a coconut junkie. Mm-hmm. I'm loco for cocoa. I got it. Nut. All right, let's do some articles. Let's talk about. Did you have a hard time finding articles on that? Let me just tell you something about Abby, which I've found because I did a lot of research. And this bitch just recycled the same, like year after year after year, the same Halloween article. warning? Yeah, Halloween warning and then people's responses to it. Oh, yeah. But like, this was some lazy, lazy shit. Well, yeah, it was like their versions of reruns. Yeah, you know when they would have like, like recap shows in sitcoms in the eighties. But it only happens one time a year. So like, couldn't you really? Couldn't you get any more new articles about it? She couldn't be bothered. I mean, she was too busy decorating her townhome. I guess. With with uh, Indian corn, <laughs> Native American corn. All right, indigenous. I'm gonna kick us off. Most of them were like warnings because it was always this time of year when you got like the urban stories about like there's razors and apples. And first of all, who's giving out an apple? Who would take the apple? Poison candies. We do trust a lot, don't we? That people are going to deliver us a healthy, a healthy mound. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll give you a healthy mound. if I I got you a healthy mound right here. Um, I want to show you this picture of Anne because she looks completely hammered. Look at that. (laughs) For Halloween. That, that's that's her like sitting at the bar and someone's like, aren't you Ann Landers? And she looks, that's right, kid. What do you want me to sign? That's right. Whenever I release my album. <laughs> <laughs> For Halloween, I'm going as someone sober. <laughs> See you at 10 a.m. All right. This comes from the Santa Cruz Sentinel, Santa Cruz, California, October 28th, 1977. Mere three days before Halloween. Dear Anne, please get this in the paper before Halloween. It could save some little lives. I am addressing myself to the parents of children under 11 years of age. If your kids want to go trick-or-treating, don't just let them run loose. An older brother or sister at least 16 years of age, or you, should stay close enough to keep an eye on them at all times. Instruct the children to ring only doorbells of neighbors who know them. A two-block radius of your own home should be the limit. Impress on your children that they must not eat anything given to them until they get home. Then examine whatever they collect and decide what is safe. Every year children die because some nut put razor blades in apples or poison in the fudge. If your children 
wear costumes, make Gross. sure they can walk in them without falling down. Several youngsters have been hit by a car because they tripped in the street on their long skirts. Also, make certain they wear something white so they can be seen by oncoming cars. Black costumes are all dark clothes are hazardous. The best idea is to have a Halloween party in your own home. Invite the neighbor's kids in. It would eliminate a lot of worry and oh be God. a great deal saver. Believe me, it's worth the trouble. A mother Son of a bitch, you moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, didn't you? You son of a bitch, you left the bodies and you only moved the headstones! You only moved the headstones! Is is anybody left listening? To no, the everyone has left. Did anybody drive off the road? Probably. Are we okay? I don't know. They're probably. This is the most high-strung mother I have ever. God. In my life, and I came from a very nervous. Mo- Did my mother write this? She might have. Oh. What does she have to say, sister? Oh, I've completely forgot. There's even an answer to this. <laughs> we didn't. <clears throat> All right. Here's Anne's answer then. Dear mother. <laughs> Here is your letter three days before Halloween. And it's a good one. I especially like the last suggestion. There's no place like home. Anne. I suggest Prozac. My God. Way to take a holiday. Would she like it Christmas? And be sure to keep those lights away from any any d- tree that seems to be a little bit dry. And look at a wreath. And if a wreath looks like it could be a fire hazard, put it in the street. But don't put it right near your home or else everything's going to explode. And if there's a man who's dressed in, in a red suit, don't let him in your house. Ben, definitely block all of your chimneys and don't. Uh, oh, my God. Your character that you've created makes me want to. Crawl across the table and slap the <laughs> shit out. <laughs> I'm sure you're not alone. Look, I'm just interpreting what is on the sure, page. Sure. I am but a mere conduit for these people's words. Marie Conduit. I, oh my God. Just have a party at home and even don't have a party at home. I also like fudge. The idea that in the 70s people were giving out just random pieces of poisoned fudge. Who the hell would eat that? Like, oh, thanks. Oh, my God. As it just melts in the bottom of your bag. You're like, is that dog shit in my bag? A big warming brown turd Mm. with nuts in it. Just like mom used to make. I wonder if this woman ever made it past this year because, you know, now with all the allergies that people have, throw that in the pile. I think most people aren't really allergic to nuts. I'm just saying. Um, Except there's always that urban myth story. What? There was always an urban myth story in my town about the kid who had a peanut and then like their head exploded, you know, like their throat. They, it didn't happen. Really? Yeah. He didn't come to school ever again. So I don't know that it's complete bullshit. <laughs> Hashtag not my problem. Unless they really wanted to commit to the bit and moved him out of town. <laughs> <laughs> not my problem. Not my problem. It's not my fucking kid. I literally not got an problem. ab workout from reading that article. So, uh, nervous mothers. There you go. Anything to say about this? <sighs> Other than wanting to slap the shit out of you? No. This woman shouldn't have children. There. She shouldn't have had children well, to I'm wondering with. if something happened. And now she's down one. 
Well, listen. Bring the room you, down, yeah, why fuck. don't I? Fuck. 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 Ugh. No. Well, I'm exhausted. Are you? Yeah. Go I ahead. Think everyone in this room is exhausted by you. Then palate cleanse me. All right. The Honolulu Star Bulletin, Honolulu, Hawaii. Hawaii. Monday, October 25th, 1982. It should be really fun to read because it is in <gasps> Oh, my God. It's so vertical. I feel like Johnny Carson when he reads those um, those clippings. And, he's, uh, this and I one talk about from... this as if this is happening present day. Oh, and he's I been know. dead for a long time. Because you're an old woman. Dear Abby, Halloween will soon be here. And despite all the publicity about children who have been victims of poison candy and apples with razor blades, thousands of youngsters will be out trick-or-treating again this year. I pray you will print this suggestion. Instead of handli- handing out candy of candy or fruit, get several rolls of pennies from the bank. <gasps> and when the youngsters show up, drop two or three pennies into their trick-or-treat bags. The kids will get a kick out of counting their money when they get home and their parents will rest a little easier. This may not solve the problem entirely, but it may help. Signed, Mary B. Charles. Mary B. from Charleston, South Carolina. Dear Mary, Good suggestion. And regarding this trick-or-treat business, in the good old days, youngsters would tour their own neighborhoods to show off their Halloween costumes and receive a modest treat. In recent years, however... Gangs of older children have gone all over town demanding booty in exchange for protection against having one's garbage cans overturned, windows soaked, eggs thrown, and this and property vandalized. This is blackmail. Law enforcers everywhere have been have had to swell their banks in order to protect citizens. In these crazy times, young children should not go out alone at night unless accompanied by an adult. Well, that turned. What ha- what what happened ever that everyone is has like turned Halloween into this like everyone is wearing costumes and raping all of the children they're beheading every single one of them i have a suitcase filled with just feet of children I don't know, and I feel like was this get a get a roll of pennies, put it in your pants, it makes your penis look a little bit heftier. And then maybe drop a couple coins in the bag. Just for the record, I thought when they said, get a roll of pennies, I thought the next words were, and hit them with it. <laughs> that was going to be, get a roll. Instead, protect yourself, take that roll of pennies, put it in a sock, and start swinging it over your head when you see them coming down the lane. What you do is you go to the local bowling alley, you get a couple bowling balls, you put it in a paper bag, and you swing it around, and you fucking nail each kid as they come up to your and fucking front door. And just take them out as you, saw, as you see them start walking up your driveway. Wow. I don't know. Because when I was looking for articles for this, the majority of the articles were warnings about, this is going to kill you, and that's going to kill you, and these people have razor blades. Who was the first person to put a razor blade in an apple, and did it actually happen, is my question. Don't I? I'm, am I the only one that investigates an apple before I put it in my mouth? Well, I don't know why anybody ever gave out apples to begin with. I mean, there's always that house that gave out like the shitty raisins. I, but did everybody in the seventies or eighties? You're an old woman. You what are. You would. I knew that you would be the person that would love a little box of sun-made it's raisins. It's cute. It's fiber. 
It's it's absolutely This will be really great. Coming out. Necco wafers, black licorice, and raisins. That's all that was in your bag. It's like my perfect bag. Oh, my God. Old ladies love it. Sorry, everybody. I have to go to bed now. It's 6.30. And a block of Jean (laughs) Nate. Oh, you guys, I'm just going to cuddle up with a good book and eat my sun-made raisins that I got from Mrs. K two doors down. Look, I got 50 cents. Oh, look. Thank God she didn't hit me with it. Thank God for that coupon. I like the idea of giving out money. But what kid would be like, great, three cents. What the hell can I do with that? I'm going to go buy candy with a candy that you should have supplied. I used to get change. Did you really? Mm. Nobody in my neighborhood ever did that. I was. I don't know. It's like loose change. You Did you ever in your neighborhood have that one house that gave out full-size candy bars? I think so. I think so. We did that last year because, let's be honest, we wanted um, the good rap in the neighborhood. We were the new neighbors. We wanted to be that house that gave away a full-size Snickers bar. And once word gets out, oh, you're the most popular girls in town. All right. Then let's finish it up. Let's do two more articles. R.E. Halloween. Oh, here we go. R.E. R.E. Halloween. Mine is from Tucson Citizen, Tucson, Arizona, January 13th, 1967. Dear Ann Landers, I am a teenager who has learned a lot from reading your column. Now I want to repay you by telling you one of my experiences in the hopes that someone will learn from me. The night before Halloween, I decided to shock everybody by showing up at a party with black hair. I am a natural blonde. I bought a bottle of black rinse at the drugstore and followed the instructions to the letter. My hair turned blue. I called a girlfriend who had a lot of experience with tints, and she came right over with a bottle of peroxide lightener. She used a double application. My hair turned green. The next day, I went to the beauty shop and spent three weeks' allowance, and now I look like a rabbit. (laughs) My hair is pink, and my ears are blistered. My scalp is a mess. It will be a year before my head will be back to normal, and I am disgusted with myself. Please tell all teenagers everywhere to leave their hair alone. Signed, Dumb Bunny. (laughs) Dear Bun, you told them, and I hope they listen. Just use Manic Panic next time. What's Manic Panic? Oh, that's that intense, very temporary hair color that I used when I was in high school so that I could be an angsty, grungy teenager. Manic Panic. Oh, it's so good. It's like a paste color. Oh, yes. Very potent. This reminded me of a story that I felt like I had to tell you where I I got a perm to get out of going on a date. I was so scared of boys when I was younger. And I was in fifth grade. And my best friend at the time, Michelle Maroney, was going on a date with this guy, Mike. And they wouldn't, uh, the parents wouldn't let them go alone. So they had to go on a double date. And I was supposed to be the other date with this guy, Sean. And we were going to go to Brigham's Ice Cream because apparently we lived in the 1950s. And I was so nervous that I wanted to get out of it. And I called them. And I said, I said to Michelle, I can't go on the double date. Uh, I forgot I'm, uh, I'm getting a perm. That was my lie to get out of it, not thinking ahead five steps that we all go to the same school and that I would show up the next day without a perm. I hang up the phone and I hear my mother from two rooms away go, you idiot, now you have to get a perm. And because my mother has been aiding and abetting my insanity my whole life, she got a last minute uh, appointment for me and I got a perm. 
and I fully looked like Annie because I had short hair and it was like, it was a very tight perm. You should do that now. (gasps) You should get a perm just for the Just to get out of something. Yeah. I commit to a bit. Yeah. You should just do it and just see what happens. Mm. Do people still get perms? I was just about to ask you that. I don't know because they don't perm my hair. Well, I'm going to do a little research and next week I'll have a perm for you. Please. Or at least yeah. a wig that looks like a perm. No, I want your hair perm. No, oh, we'll see. No, yeah, I that's what this should. this thing reminded me of, is hair gone wrong. But on Halloween, wouldn't it be a laugh if tomorrow I showed up with black hair? <laughs> 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 I mean, it's the 60s. What's going to happen? She's wild. Wasn't well, there something about dyeing your hair black that you can have like a adverse reaction to it and like your skin blows up? Well, I mean, it's chemicals, so anything could... You know, okay. Go All right. wrong. All right, Mr. Wizard. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm having a conversation with you. So because of Abigail Van Buren, uh, her articles are basically like, why don't you all write my article for me? I'm going to read. <laughs> what everybody else wrote? Yes. I'm going to read what, um, what she has repeated probably for 15 to 25 years. Okay. Okay. This is from the Lincoln Star, Lincoln, Nebraska. Friday, October 25th, 1985. Abby, harmless holiday has turned into legalized blackmail. That's the title of this. Another one. Yep. Okay. Dear Abby, last year you ran a wonderful letter from a concerned mother who deplored the custom of sending children out to beg for treats on Halloween. My 12-year-old daughter took it to school and it completely changed the character of the way Halloween was celebrated in our little town. Please run it again. This is from your home state. Signed, Where the Tall Corn Grows. Dear fellow Iowan, thanks for asking. Here it is. Dear Abby, those who presumably worry about their children who are out trick-or-treating on Halloween should take a lesson from my mother and her friends. They never had to worry. We stayed home because she and her neighbors would toss the best party of the year next to Christmas. They did this with little effort, permitting the children to do most of the work and planning. Hot dogs, hamburgers, and drinks, cookies, and cakes were in bountiful supply. We played games, bobbed for apples, and received prizes for our costumes. Growing up in a small town, population about 9,000, I never heard of trick-or-treat until I moved to Washington, D.C. We didn't have to worry about poison candy, pins and razor blades and apples, or the threat of being lured into the home of a stranger to be mo- to be molested. I personally despise the custom. The custom Yay, of- <laughs> Halloween! <laughs> I personally despise the custom of trick or treat and refuse to condone it by encouraging children to come to my door. Call me Scrooge. Scrooge. Fortunately, more parents in my part of the country are beginning to see the sense in block parties on Halloween. I hope it catches on and replaces the deplorable custom of sending children out to beg for treats. Dear Concerned, You hit upon something that has troubled me for a number of years. The very principle of trick-or-treat is pure and simple blackmail. Oh! If you don't give me a treat... I will play a trick on you. The trick being anything from overturning garbage cans, soaping or breaking windows, or doing serious damage to your property. 
Wait, so she said the exact same thing that she said before. So she's just laundry listing the same thing. This kind of vicious and antisocial behavior should not be tolerated. Most police departments must call in extra hands on Halloween to patrol the streets in an effort to protect private and public property. What began many years ago as a harmless holiday celebrated by telling children scary ghost stories about imaginary witches, goblins, and spirits has turned into legalized blackmail. Halloween has become scarier than ever, and I vote for abolishing this custom of trick-or-treat. <laughs> That's it. She's so angry. Like, it's what so specific. Ha- what happened? That happened at her house. The garbage cans, the soaping, or whatever the hell that is, the I don't know, toilet papering. Yes, our house did usually get egged in years past. But yes, uh, that's Mischief Night, which is the night before Halloween. People go out and freak out. What's that? It's just kind of a thing. Mischief Night. Mischief Night. Yeah, it's like when people are just... But the funny thing is, now that we live in the world of assholes, Mischief Night is 365 days of the year. (laughs) Pretty much. I say. And now we have the ring installed in front of our house. So he likes to interact. Yes, the little girl. We have her there. It keeps people away. That'll work. Actually, maybe I'll do that this year. Like if do I'm going to be really here. people really know what the hell that is anyway? Oh, yes. She is a timeless character. Oh. She's very anime. It's very creepy. Oh. I have the wig. Well, do I it. I could do this. I don't like the fact that my mom does trick-or-treating. Oh. I always tell her, I'm like, mm, just, just don't Just turn the lights off. Just yeah. don't do it. She still, what does she get them? I feel like your mother is a lollipop person. No, my mom is like a Twix, a Snickers, a Kit Kat. Oh, I love a Kit Kat. Those are very, that's a good mix. You know what? That beats a Nestle's Crunch. But that's what I'm saying. In those good bridge mixes or whatever the party mixes, there's always one bunk candy. No kid likes a Nestle's Crunch. A Nestle's Crunch. Nestle's Crunch. I I could say, I used to like it when I was a kid. Wait, I'm curious to see. Of course you like Nestle's Crunch. I no longer like a Nestle's Crunch. But I also don't, you know. Uh, Aaron just left the room. Must have been something I said, which is totally fine. And now I can make up for being silent earlier. This is from last year's Halloween. Oh, God. And it's still here. Anybody want a Kit Kat? Yes. <gasps> there's a baby Ruth in there. You have a... How? There's a There's good stuff in there. This is last year's, so last year's candy is last still Last year's candy was still, is it? I'm sure it is. Can candy go bad? Do it. Taste a Butterfinger. Do it. Heath. This Nestle's Crunch made me think about it. Can why we repurpose? Is the, why is the Rolo seem like it is the original Rolo? It's because it probably is. And they're very tiny. I thought you said it was a good size. Would you like one? The Rolo? No, the Rolo is, that, that's a cute size. Oh, my God. Almond Joy, I'm doing it. We're doing old candy right now. We got it. Come on. Ooh. Cheers to you. Mine's falling apart. Ooh, mine's a little mushy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mine looks like I just collected it, it this morning from my dog's anus. Does it look a little ashy? A little ashy chocolate. Oh, do it. Yes. Nobody knows what a Butterfinger really is. I don't remember it being this chewy. That's because it's been in the basement for a year. Has mm. it been exposed to the asbestos? 
Nope. Mm, this tastes like mesothelioma. This doesn't taste right. Oh, I know. I got to get rid of them this year, right? <laughs> How many? What if I make the neighborhood kids sick? Then you won't have to worry about them coming back next. Uh huh. Who needs razor blades when you can play the long game? Spoiled candy. Mmm. There's a bit of honey in there. I was right. This is not right. <laughs> Are you going to go in for another? Yes. <laughs> Something's not right. Ooh, a baby Ruth. Oh, yeah. Baby Ruth is one of the best. You know what is underrated? Payday. I don't know what a payday is. Oh, a hundred grand bar and a payday. Payday is like that one that's peanut and it has a peanut nougat. Is that a no Henry bar? Or a Zagnut? Oh, that's a no- Zagnut. You really are an old woman. That came from somewhere else. I don't know where that came from. But the bit of honey is Oh, Sweetwater soft. sent it to us. Remember Sweetwater sent the... Uh, I feel like you're a bit of honey guy. I do like a bit of honey, mm-hmm. but again, it has to be soft. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to rip There's requirements. I know. Because I think I have a cavity. I'm never a Jolly Rancher fan. Would you like a Snickers, hun? Eventually. Trick or treat. Uh, you want to bring us into the next? Okay. Look, when you mentioned the fact that you're worried that it's going to rain on Halloween because it ruins things, I feel like- I'm not worried about it. You're not concerned. I'm I not, am. This this bit of honey. Oh, that bit of honey is a bit of- mo- <laughs> That's not good. It's a bit of liquid honey. It's a, it's actually gone back into being real honey again. <laughs> I mean, when I said I liked it soft, I didn't mean it like oh. diarrhea. Is this thing on? Well. Are you soft for me? Oh, Ew, yeah. I can't come out of that. There's a Kit Kat. Okay, if you're going to do Baby Ruth, I'll do Kit Kat. And let's call my mother. It is time. You got to give me the beep beeps with the mouth full of Kit Kat or Baby Ruth. It's time for the moth report. It's time to call my mother and see what the weather is like where she's standing. And to see if we can expect rain on All Hallows' Eve this evening. All right, let's see what she got to say. There's a way to eat a Kit Kat and it's, oh, nope, that's wrong. It tastes wrong. It's soft. It's strange. Hello. Well, hello. How are you doing? Oh, I'm just fine. Thank you on this lovely fall day. Happy Halloween. Yeah, boo. Uh, (laughs) Cooking some sausages and peppers and onions, and I'm having a fun time in the kitchen this morning. Oh, well, look at you, fancy. Mm. You're cooking sausages, peppers, and onions at 10 a.m.? Well, yeah, but I'm going out to lunch, and I need to leave something here so your father won't starve. And um, mm-hmm. I, 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 we had uh, a couple of months ago, one of the banks in town was robbed, and I went to the ATM this morning because they were publicizing, well, they're going to have a guard on duty now. And uh, I went there, and there's this skinny, skinny little guy. <laughs> and he's the guard, and he, and he opens the door for you, and he wishes you a happy weekend and the whole bit. Nothing threatening about this man at all. Did you feel but, safer? Oh, terribly. <laughs> I thought he was the, the robber because I said, why is this man standing around in this vestibule, you know, when they have the ATM by itself? And, uh, you know, I kind of got a little creeped out, but I think I could have taken him, really. You could have. Why should I you be worried? Get I your money and, and just elbow him. Yeah, easily, easily. He was like the Don Knotts of Arlington. 
<laughs> Yay! Yay! Well, I'm glad that you feel safer now that they have I security do. detail by your ATM. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. And I'm there all the time. It's like a vending machine for money. Oh, mm. and not candy, which is what we're eating old candy from last year's Halloween haul that was oh still in our basement. God. And I'd just what like kind? to say Almond Joy holds up and Kit Kat does not. Oh, Most of them. Yeah, that kind of probably would get stale. But I'll tell you what, put a candy cane away for 10 years and it becomes soft and it's so good. Okay, this is Patrick doesn't know about the family. Oh, you have I, to tell him about this. Is my what candy, we do. My Christmas tree decorations. What I just keep re- putting the candy canes away. I put real candy canes on, mm-hmm. then I put them away every year. The summer humidity and everything else works on them, and then they become pliable after about eight years. <laughs> and they that, still taste the, good. The earliest that you're allowed to eat a, a candy cane in my house. And yes. for the record, I thought growing up that everybody did this. So when I went away to college, I mentioned it to somebody and I said, well, then it's soft enough to eat after about eight years. And um, yeah, I guess not everybody does this. It's mainly because if you eat a real candy cane, it cuts your mouth a bit. I know. It needs to be a little bit more pliable. I am in complete (laughs) agreement with you. FYI, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Me? Yes. Uh... Uh, oh, God. If I had known I was going to get a test, I would have prepared. Oh! Uh, but I, I think I might have to pick a Snickers. Oh, classic, go for the Snickers. timeless, lovely. Yes, yes. They have the best chocolate, frankly. Oh, okay. All right, they do. Hershey's has gotten gritty. Uh, Nestle's <laughs> has gotten gritty. But Mars products are always good. Oh, this was a wonderful <laughs> ad for Mars, I have I'm to say. Sorry, you may have to cut some of that oh, out. Mars. No, there's never cutting here. You're, you're just giving us, <laughs> you're throwing gems at us. So uh, give us a little weather report. What's the weather oh. like where you're standing? And what can we expect for All Hallows' Eve? Will trick-or-treaters oh, be rained upon? I don't think so. Uh, but today's sunny. It's gorgeous here. It's almost like sunny, rainy Monday, sunny Tuesday, rainy Wednesday, sunny Thursday kind of thing, okay. you know? So sunny it's Thursday like, is the Halloween. So that's good. Yeah, that's the important uh, day. Yeah, yeah, I think. I don't know. I didn't look. I only looked uh, two days ahead. So Because they can't predict the weather for next Thursday. Oh, they're, but, they're, you know. They just can't do it. It changes. So I'll have to <laughs> brush up on that. I don't know. But for the time <laughs> being, you're having a lovely fall day. I am. I am. Uh, it, it's it's so pretty here, and I'm going to lunch today, and maybe the casino. So Ooh. we will see. Uh-huh. There's mm-hmm. a new casino. We have in, a new casino. in Boston, Massachusetts, right now, and, and uh, they keep sending me emails. So I think I have to go. Well, you've already gone to the ATM vending machine. I'd go and get that little security guy and bring him with you. I would. I would if he was a lucky charm. Well, it's it's yeah. also to have a little bit of muscle if you're going to go and sit at like a blackjack table a year or year around. Yeah, he he looks threatening. That's that's cool. Exactly. Yeah. He I just need... puts like a fist in another hand and he just looks right in guys' eyes. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I need oh! a guard. Yeah, sounds you good to me. You need a guard. Okay, well you're having a lovely fall day. I am. I hope you guys all have the same, and uh, I will catch up with you whenever. Are you going to call me, right? Uh, Sure, I can call you. Patty, do you have anything to ask my mother about Halloween or otherwise? Because my mother was the one who made that dye costume that you made fun of. 
the what guys, costume? The costume, guys, the best costume ever. The dye. <laughs> do you guys decorate the outside of your house? Ah, uh, not really. We we buy a pumpkin maybe, <laughs> but that's oh. it. <laughs> do you carve it? Um. Well, if I know that the grandkids are coming by, I'll, I'll carve it and stick a candle in it or something. But but the thing is, we have to go to their house for Halloween, so we end up turning off all our lights so we don't get any kids coming here. So you won't get any Because we've been candy. going off. Yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> well, it's just as well. I probably I always have to buy what I don't like, which would be, you know, peanut butter cups. Uh, so oh. nobody, nobody. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just never took to those. You got a face from Patty. I like <gasps> Does he like Patty? Do you like peanut butter cups? I do. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to offend, but their chocolate very good. So, just so you know, the next time you take a bite, pay attention. No. <laughs> there may Can be you a razor in there. A peanut, uh, if, you, if somebody made a peanut butter cup with like high quality of both, then I might uh, come over to that side. Well, but they do right exist, now, but they're at Whole yeah. Foods and they're $500. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> maybe I'll win it at the casino. Well, yes, <laughs> go and get some ill-gotten gains and go get yourself a fancy peanut butter cup and see if it changes sure your opinion. I will. Yes, Well, absolutely. we thank you very much for giving us the moth report today. Patty, would you like to add anything? Happy Halloween. <laughs> Same to you, Patty. Thank you. Have a nice weekend. And you too, Jim. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love right. you guys. We love you too. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. It sounded like she was running away from the phone. She was. She's like, all right, I talked about peanut butter cups. And, uh, Just slowly falling down the... <laughs> I love you. I'll talk to you now. I like that she always signs off with it. I love you guys. Is there anything more motherly? I swear, the next best thing to to uh, the moth report that we have to offer you this week is <gasps> listener mail, listener mail. I'm joking on that old Kit Kat. Oh, the Kit Kat's stuck in my throat right now. It was soft. It's soft. Oh, Your candy is damp. No, I know we have damp candy. You've got damp candy. And if it doesn't, if it's not a nougat-based candy, don't go in. We've learned old candies damp. never end well. Well, that Butterfinger couldn't have held up too well. It either. didn't. I just told you that. It's soft. Oh no, that one snapped. All right, I'm just oh. testing. Nobody well, actually knows what the well, flavor what are you of a Butterfinger it for? is. Now you have to eat it. You've already cracked someone's candy. It's Who the fuck crispity, wants that? It's crispity, crunchy. No, well, I'm anymore. not going to actually. Well, maybe I will give it's kind of like full size it's kind of like, in here. It's kind of like vacation when it's like, I think the dog piss on the <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> That's what they kind of taste like. And I'm Imogene Coca. <laughs> I eat it anyway. Well, what are you going to do? It's fine. It's got lettuce in it. I, I need fiber. All right. It's time for some listener mail. We answer your questions in the style of Ann Landers and Dear Abby, so you can write to us, Dear Potofficial at gmail.com. Yes. yes. You can also reach out to us. We can get emails via Instagram. As the kids say, slide into my DMs. <laughs> and then slide right back out and clean up after yourself before you close the door. All right. Uh, well, why don't I start us off? Trick it. All right. Here we go. Ready. Listener mail number one. Un. Dear Pod. I recently started a new job, and one of the first task, tasks I was given was to organize a very large, 
three-day conference for over 100 people from transportation, hotel, food, and a myriad of details. I was told to ask, quote-unquote, Mary for help, as she was the one who took care of these arrangements before I was hired. And I desperately needed help. Well, I believe Mary purposely gave me bad information to make it look like I had a, that I had really screwed up. She neglected to inform me that there are usually an additional 35 people from within the company who automatically come to these functions. So we, we ran out of food. She also neglected to tell me that there was a block of rooms at a local hotel that I should suggest in the invitation, which did not get used, thereby costing the company money. It's been eating away at me because I see her quite often. Often, and we have <laughs> and we have and we have become friends. And the meetings I've arranged since then have gone well. Without her help, once I learned what to expect. I just can't resist the urge to ask her directly if she did sabotage me, or should I just let sleeping dogs lie? Signed, I'm over it now, but... Hmm. Ellipses. So here's what she has to say. Dear, over it. You know, you can let sleeping dogs lie, but they eventually wake up. Haven't you ever seen the 1983 thriller Cujo? In this tale of a killer canine, man's best friend turns into its worst enemy. Keep Mary close, because no one needs a work enemy. Trust me. She may have had it out for you in the beginning, just to see if you could take it. But as you said, you're friends now. Think of her as Rizzo, and you're that little Aussie minx Sandy, played by the breathy and bubbly Olivia Newton-John. You may have started out too pure to be pink. Now show show her that dangerous bad girl side complete with teased hair, red lipstick, and pants so tight you'll get a UTI. Although a UTI UTI at work just isn't fun. Just ask my sister. I suggest that when Mary leaves for the day, you just tweak a few of her outgoing emails and wait for the fallout. Just like that red-headed horse hooker Julia Roberts in My Best Friend's Wedding. Remember the part in the movie when she played that self-centered best friend of Derwent Mulroney and tries to sabotage his wedding bliss? Rent it and take notes. Something to remember, though, that big-tooth hooker with a heart of gold ended up alone at the end of the movie. The point is, is that she let them all know that she was not to be messed with, and she has the capability of giving a killer smile while wreaking havoc on the whitest wedding in Chicago history. Also, before you get into your Charlie's Angels routine, remember to be like the smart one. The Kate Jackson of the group, and cover your damn tracks. You can have all the good fair hair days as long as you make sure to be smart about your plan. When all goes haywire for Mary, make sure you have figured out how to solve Mary's problems and save the day. That way, you'll have the upper hand on mangled Mary and she will forever be in your debt. After some international coffees in the break room and talking about Jean-Luc, offer her some candy from your desk. But first, make sure you've mixed it in with a bag of Mr. Peanut to trigger her nut allergy. And then with all the, the might in your body... Plunge that EpiPen deep into her thigh just to save her ass yet again, all the while staring dead in her eyes like a crazed nurse at a soon-to-be-closed psychiatric facility. You have saved her job, and you have saved her life. Pure evil. It's Halloween. And correct me if I'm wrong, but in the classic My Best Friend's Wedding, I do believe you made a guest cameo. Am I correct? Cut correct. You were cut from it. Yeah, uh, that's fine. 
then I'm not going to watch it because without my parents by you, um, I don't want to brag on behalf of my friend, Tom Christopher Warren, but he was in Mannequin 2 and he played prominently in that movie. So every other friend of mine who appears in a movie, it's held up to that standard. I do like Mannequin 2, although there is no comparison to Mannequin, the original. Well, it's a classic. And isn't Chrissy Swanson mannequin too? Yes. It's yeah. not Kim Cattrall, which is horrifying, mm. but Kim Cattrall has moved on. And, you know, that hang gliding scene, once you've reached the top of your career, <laughs> you really don't try to top it again. You know? Sure. Hang gliding. Yeah. In Macy's. Well, it was at Prince. Well, <clears throat> but, you know, Macy's. basically. It's well, Macy's. It, it's not. C- kind of. Well, it's not. All right. Here's my answer. <laughs> Dear over it, the fact that you're writing to me and Landers now, well, weeks after the incident, probably months at this point, because I'm so backed up on my mail. Seriously, I opened a letter from Paul Revere and I thought, oof, I got to catch up. (laughs) All this tells me that you are not indeed over it. And why should you be? This chick is acting like the elm tree in my backyard. She's shady. Like I remind my jewels every time we walk into Chili's for refried Fridays, please, dear God, pay attention to your gut. It's telling you something. In your case, your gut says this girl is not to be trusted. In Jules's case, his gut says stay away from the Mexican corn. There are two approaches you can take to this intentional, unintentional misinformation situation. You can chalk it up to a lesson learned. Mary has shown you her true character, and you should proceed with caution, keeping her at arm's length. It's not much of a genuine friendship, but frenemies can continue to work together courteously. I mean, look at John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. They worked together on the Declaration of Independence, and those bitches hated each other. You can go along to get along. It's a totally valid way of dealing with the situation. Or you could take the Ann Landers approach and scorch the earth with a smile. Not only do I say call her on it, I say do it with an ounce of theatricality. Karma loves an audience. Approach her in the break room or some other common workspace within earshot of co-workers and with your most genteel saccharine voice say, Hey Mary, were you aware that half of the information you gave me for the conference was wrong? Then proceed to loudly list the wrongdoings with a kind smile on your face. Cap it off with a, just thought I'd let you know. Luckily, everything ran smoothly despite your misinformation and thanks to my quick thinking. But I just wanted you to know in case you accidentally give the wrong details to anyone else in your group. Under the guise of the old, I'm doing you a favor, quick change, no one can say you were an evil bitch to marry. Don't let people mistake your niceness for naivete, honey. In the irreverent words of Catherine O'Hara in the timeless classic Beetlejuice, I have a chance to teach you something here. You've got to take the upper hand in all situations or people, whether they're dead or alive, will walk all over you. Of course, she was talking about dead Gina Davis, but it still holds. And I definitely <laughs> would have done that. I would have definitely called this person out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Well, but you and I are bold like that. Some people don't like that kind of confrontation. I just did it yesterday. Well, you're good at it. Well, I had to because someone was calling me out at work for something. And I said, oh, 
I got Challenge you, accepted. boo. Oh, yeah. evil. Challenge accepted. Okay, okay. And then she responded with a happy Friday, Patrick. And I'm like, oh, bitch, let me just tell no, you something. Oh, no. Let me just tell you something who you work for and who I work for. Slap. There's a big difference. But I used to be the opposite. You and I are like that because we've been grizzled by New York City. And at a certain point, if you've been taken advantage of enough, you you snap. Mm-hmm. Like my Jules' spine. Sure. But not everybody in the world is like that, you know? I mean, people are living in the Midwest and they're like, did she do that on purpose? I don't... You and I look at the, everybody with a side eye. Not everybody thinks that everybody's out to get them. But you and I... <laughs> they are. We have News a flash, They're listeners, ready to kill they you. They fucking are. I've worked in fashion. I've worked in uh, interior design. I'm... Well, you've worked in all the I, most... Cutthroat industries. So all the things that, you know, the stereotypes, there's a reason why there are stereotypes, they apply. And when you call people out on them, people get like all like, oh, I I didn't know. I didn't. It's like, you fucking knew what you were doing. Don't. You're called out. You're called out in public. So I'm always like, you know, I've never really loved these past several jobs that I've had. So I've always said, you know, if you don't like something about me, then you can fire me. Or you can tell our boss to let me go or go to a different team or whatever. I don't fucking care. I'll collect on it. But if this is the way that you'd like to behave on a, as a member of our quote unquote creative team, then this really isn't a team at all. Then this boom, is every man beesh, for himself. Boom. And fuck off. But that's why we're giving them options on how to deal with it. And I personally I'm like to give saying. them monologues that they can memorize and recite. Correct. If you're an average person who is not good at confrontation and also starts to think, mm, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Did they do that on purpose? They did. Yeah. If your gut's telling you they did, they did. Listen to your gut. It's that thing in front of your ass. That's right. Amen. Next t-shirt. <laughs> no, that's if we do merch, that's got to be an underwear. Listen to your gut. It's that thing in front of your ass. Oh, all right. I have a, a themed, a theme appropriate listener mail that I would like to share with you. Please do. Oh, please it's very exciting. Do. Please do. Do. Please do. Please do. Dear Pod, I have a question about the upcoming Halloween season. I'm all for tricks and treats for the kiddies on the block, but not for the grubby hands of teenagers and parents. I think if you can drive a car, you shouldn't be begging me for candy. Is it wrong of me to discriminate based on the age of the ghosts and goblins that come to my door? Or should I just turn my light off when I've had enough Halloween fun? Signed, Mrs. Michael Myers. Clever. Very. Dear Mrs. Myers, I hear you loud and clear, honey. I was ready to draw the line a couple of years ago when Mr. Stefanik, our 74-year-old neighbor, basically treated our Halloween hospitality like a dessert buffet at a bar mitzvah. (laughs) I thought it was odd when he showed up the first time, but the fact that he circled the block and changed wigs and facial hair with accompanying (laughs) dialects three times made me worry for his sanity. When he showed up the final time with a sombrero and a mustache saying, truco o trato, that's trick-or-treat in Spanish, I finally <laughs> no. had enough. I said, Jesus Christ, Mr. Ress, with all the money you spent on costume changes, you could have used it to buy your own damn Milky Ways. <laughs> Halloween makes people do stupid things. However, it comes but once a year. For one day, 
People are totally cool with everyone putting on a slutty Pennywise the Clown outfit and asking complete strangers for candy. (laughs) Unless you live in NYC, in which case every damn day is Halloween. You can see a grown man dressed as Thor in the middle of April and not bat an eye. If you lean into the ridiculousness of the holiday rather than try to fight it, I find it makes for an all-around enjoyable evening. The best way to partake in the festivities and get your point across is to offer two options. A bowl filled with Twix and Snickers and Starburst, and another bowl filled with black licorice, Necco wafers, and raisin boxes. The age-slash-costume of the trick-or-treaters is the deciding factor on whether you pull from bowl A or bowl B. So the next time you see an 18-year-old amble up to your doorstep and say, Give me some candy. And you ask, What are you? And he says, Lazy teenager. Slide the good bowl aside and grab yourself the wah-wah bowl, hand him a couple of boxes of raisins and say, At your age, you need the fiber more than the sugar. You've still fulfilled your end of the Halloween bargain and you can sleep well at night knowing you're one of the few people keeping the raisin business going. Poor raisins. They've gotten such a bad rap. I don't know where my Jules's BMs would be without them. So go jump into the fun. Put on a hockey mask and scare the neighbor kids and save a few almond joys for yourself. Hmm. Your bull bee. Gladly your bull bee. Huh. Necco wafers, black licorice, and raisins. I will gladly take them. You are a sun maid. I am. That's what I should <laughs> That's what you up. should do this Halloween. <laughs> Please be the sun maid. <laughs> I don't ask for much. What I'm sorry, what are you? I'm you've got to be kidding, right? Um, I'm just I'm, I'm handing out raisins. Look at me. Yeah. I'm a sun maid. I'm cheery. I'd have to I'd have to Google that. Cheery, goddammit. Here's what Abigail has to say. <clears throat> Dear Mrs. Myers, let me first start by saying, I'm sorry to hear about your son. Secondly, (laughs) if you have read my column for the past 25 years, you will notice two things. I like to run the same Halloween letter over and over and over again (laughs) about outlawing the tradition of doorbell tomfoolery. That and my hairstyles vary like the size and shape of the late 60s to early 80s Cadillac Eldorado. In this day and age... I just don't know why we think it is oh so cute to have kids begging door to door for food and candy. To top it off, we outfit these tiny beggars with costumes to disguise them of our shame of prostituting the filthy brood for goodies and sustenance. As I put down my Danielle Steele's latest foray into highbrow literature and get ready to watch Angela Fletcher solve yet another complicated case via her bicycle on murder, she wrote, I do not need to be interrupted by that high-pitched scream of children wishing me happy Halloween or trick-or-treat. Trust me, I know what damn day it is. Now get off my leave, Abby, alone. Welcome, Matt. I've informed the denizens of my building that I do not participate in the sugar-feeding frenzy. While other neighbors participate, my door has a cute little orange and black sign that says, don't even think about it. Hung for my doorknob. I have never been a fan of of being a, a candy drug pusher, a porking of the already fat faces of my neighbor's children. Hey, if you can't afford M&M's or O'Henry bars for your crappy kid, that ain't my fault, pal. Don't make me feed him. My aunt loved Halloween so much, but as she got older, her tolerance for the holiday waned. 
Each year, she would buy less and less candy and turn her porch light off earlier and earlier, signaling that she was all out of homemade popcorn balls. Captain Crunch peanut butter bars and those disgusting circus peanuts that she reserved only for the kids that she despised. She also hated that each year the kids didn't get younger and younger, they got older and older. She she said, gone were the days of tiny clowns, cabbage patch kids, cute little lions and tigers. They faded to now six-foot apathetic teenagers that smelled of marijuana with red eyes wearing t-shirts that had costume haphazardly scribbled across their Chef Boyardee t-shirt stained shirt. She blamed grunge and the high cost of the new improved Chunky Bar for this, for this current phase. This signals the deterioration of for Halloween for her. What is even sadder is that she fell out of love of dressing up in costume to greet the little kitties at the door. Each year, she had handmade a, fan, a fantastic costume, even well into her 80s. One year, she was Vanna White and had stuffed a, a Pat Sajak sewn, sewn to her side with a bloody wheel coming out of his head. She called it Final Destination Meets the Wheel of Fortune. The year she died, she sent us all candies for Halloween. She arranged it before she passed. We all received a fantastic hand-painted box from Fannie Mae Candies with the most delicious-looking candies, I must say. As I served them to my guests one evening, evening, my beloved aunt sprung her final Halloween surprise. Little did we know that each candy was filled with fake blood capsules. So as everyone was innocently chewing away, thinking of our sweet aunt, one by one, we all looked like that we'd bit our tongues clear off or were extras from the Michael Jackson thriller music video. We still haven't gotten the stains out of the Davenport. Alas, happy Halloween to us all. Happy Halloween, everyone. That's the kind of woman I want to be. That posthumously leaves behind a blood capsule and yes. something. It's time for... Specialty Cocktails! Specialty Drink! Specialty Cocktails! Specialty Drink! You'll be in Penthouse Magazine with George Burns feeling your bush. What? Did he really? Oh my God. Well, I know I'm downloading this after I have this new cocktail called the Trick or Drink, created by Deapod's consulting mixologist. Yes, it's themed. Ben Jeffrey of the acclaimed Hakuna Hut in the heart of old Broadway. Here's what you're gonna need. This is intense. Take a seat, get comfortable. Ooh, let me go to the bathroom. Take your sweaty plastic costume off and relax while I explain what's in this. We have one egg white. (laughs) One ounce of Gosling's Black Seal Rum. One ounce of, get ready, Sensei Japanese Whiskey. Ah, so. One half ounce of Cointreau. One quarter ounce of Fernet Branca. A quarter ounce of Demerara Simple Syrup. And two to three dashes of Angostura Bitters. Yes, this seems like a lot of little pieces, but the result is something stunning. So you combine these ingredients in a cocktail shaker and dry shake, no ice, for five to ten seconds, which is what we learned from last week's cocktail, a good dry ice. A nice dry shake. Oh, a dry shake. And then you add ice and shake for 30 more seconds. Serve into a chilled coupe glass, garnish with freshly grated nutmeg. This seems very seasonal and very fall, very apropos. Very. So here are the tasting notes. Why waste your calories on candy when you can satisfy your sweet tooth like a grown-up? God damn it. If you're looking to enjoy Halloween like an adult, look no further. This bad boy is on the sweet side. I'm telling you, girl. 
but it has enough booze and bitters to give it depth and keep you just this side of diabetes. Amen. And the egg white and the nutmeg keep things festive. So, put away the slutty firefighter outfit, skip the trip to CVS for Snickers, and have yourself a trick or drink. I promise whatever spooks may haunt your door this Halloween, they'll raise nary an ounce of anxiety from you because you're going to be passed out in a puddle of your own sick. That is the trick or drink, ladies and gentlemen. Give me a cheers. Happy Halloween! All right. It's brown. It's creamy. Is that you want to take a whiff? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, she's nice. going to kick me in the face. I, I would like to. <laughs> I'm down. I'm good. This is, I, don't, I don't think I can do it. Either. I'm down. You know what that is? That's... I'm a- if Moxie were an alcoholic cocktail to begin with, it would be this. Something's okay. coming up. All right. <laughs> it's almost like if you're sick of the old espresso or chocolate martini, and aren't we all, this is an earthy alternative to that. It's creamy. It's got some nutmeg. So it's almost like you're having a cappuccino that's so boozy. It takes your nose, rips it off of your face, folds it back over your head, and then shoves your own nose up your own ass. It is such a potent, delicious, creamy cocktail. Maybe a little less It's almost like if you had an exploding cigarette in your mouth. (laughs) Remember how you were worried about hair being lost off the top of your head? It's back now. You can't see it. And it is on fire. It's right there. Yep. It's all there. It all came back lush. Put this on the front lawn. It might grow the grass. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, my dear Jules has more faith in humanity than the rest of the world. And one year he decided, because we weren't going to be there, he went and got a massive chalice from Party City. And he put it out in front of the door and he loaded it up with candy, and he put a sign that said, be honest, take one. Mm. And I said, this is not going to end well. FYI, you don't know this neighborhood how I know this neighborhood. And sure enough, we left, we came back, and the house was ripped down bare to the studs. (laughs) (laughs) It was burned down to the And he was so heartbroken that people would steal the entire chalice and the candy and the aluminum siding and <laughs> the stairs and the car. And, and the birdbath and the sundial. Yeah. And me, I was gone. I was abducted for a little while. He said, take one. You weren't specific. They took the big challenge. Of, of course, course they, they did. did. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? They were going to be honest? Yeah, what you world gotta, do you, you live if you're in? you're going to do that, you have to liquid nail it to the fucking cement. Listen, Opie, if you have faith in humanity, get in your Wayback yeah. Machine. Go to 1953 when people were actually upright and honest and not trying to steal chalices yeah. in front of people's Marion Ross wasn't in your neighborhood taking no, kids door to No, yes. Nobody was looking out for you. Nobody yeah. was clocking this scenario. Yeah. And I Oh, did. look, a beautiful chalice. I'll just take one. Where'd Thank my you. bike go? Yep. My bike is gone. <laughs> now, when you said take one, just, what did you mean? Just one of the dogs. Exactly. Izzy? Izzy? Oh, my God!